morning. A reading from Exodus. Moses stood on the banks of the Jordan River and looked out over the Israelites who were about to cross the river into the land of wide open spaces that God had promised to them and led them to. Their exodus was now over, and an exodus, which had seen deserts wandered, bread falling from the sky, armies avoided, divisions mended, and seas crossed. An exodus, which had displayed again and again, and again God's faithfulness and love. Yet despite the miraculous and memorable journey, Moses stood before all of God's people and said, Take care that you do not forget who you are, where you come from, and why you are here. This is our story. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. God be with you. Thanks, Scott. Take care that you do not forget who you are, where you come from, or why you are here. That's what Moses said to God's people before they waded across the Jordan River and into the land that God had promised them. It's something that takes place at the very end of the Exodus story. And you might be familiar with the story, but if you're not, the Exodus is a really ancient and old story about how some people, because of who they were, were forced into a life of slavery by the empire. Their humanity was stripped away. They were forced into a life of making bricks. And their lives and their worlds got so dark and so bleak and so despairing that they eventually looked up to the heavens and cried out, Surely we're not meant to live like this. Surely this is not how things are meant to be. And the story talks about how there was this God that heard them. This God who made the heavens and the earth, this God, this God that spun it all into motion in the first place and was guiding it towards something new. This God whose heart broke at the sight of their oppression and their captivity. And this God answered their cries and said, No, this is not how it was meant to be. Life is not meant to be like this. Come with me. Follow me, and I'll show you a different kind of world and a different kind of life. So as the story goes, God led those people into what we call the Exodus, this liberation from slavery and into freedom, this journey out of that life and into a new one, one that was bigger, one that was more spacious, this place where they could be free to be themselves and live with others in peace. And then our story happens. It's there after 40 years of searching and movement as they stand on the banks of the river and they look across to the place that God had promised them. And their leader Moses, he stood up and he says to them, take care that you do not forget who you are, where you come from, and why you're here. It's always seemed like a really strange thing to me for him to say. Anyone else? I mean, he could have said after 40 years, finally, 
Like, God, come on, 40 years, let's go. He could have offered some, you know, he had 40 years to plan it, so he could have offered some beautiful reflection about the challenges and struggles, made a few inside jokes, and just kind of waded across with everyone nicely. Or he could have been, see, aren't you glad we didn't turn around? We're finally here. I told you we would make it. But instead, instead Moses tells them to remember. Remember what exactly? He wants them to remember their story. He wanted them to remember that those huge existential questions of identity and purpose, those questions that shape how we live, move, and have our being, those questions that that shape how we live and how we see the world, they're not found, the answers aren't found in religious dogmas, doctrines, or membership cards. But instead they're found in the story that you're a part of. The story of what God is doing in the world. The story of a liberating God who is leading everyone and everything out of a life and world that was never meant to be and into a life and world that was meant to be from the very beginning. A life and world of justice and peace. A life and world of connection and community. A life and world where everyone has enough and everyone has a place. And Moses, he wanted them to remember that story because it's that story that would help them cross that river and be the kinds of people and live the kinds of lives and have the kind of world that they're always meant to have from the very beginning. I've been thinking about this Sunday for a good five years. Because I knew this day would come. This day of an affirm vote. It got brought up in my very first interview with this church. And since then, I've had about at least six different sermons ready to go. Various iterations, various points. Depending on my mood that day, it would look like this. And I had one ready for you you guys. But then I went grocery shopping on Saturday. (laughs) And I don't know if it was how the the crowds kind of parted in an aisle. (laughs) Or I saw some like Ezekiel bread in the freezer that made me go into some deep recess of my mind. But the story that you heard this morning is where I went. And I don't know why. But what I did know is that what I was going to say, save that for some other time, because what needs to be said this morning, it's already been said. Moses said it. but needs to be said right now for a church that is about to make a big decision about who they are and what kind of life and world they want to have. It's already been said. Take care that you do not forget who you are, where you come from, or why you're here. This morning, we need to remember our story, too. We are all people who in some way, shape, or form have found something in Jesus. 
something that's reverent, something that's beautiful, something that's true, something that we can only say is and of God. And we've heard in him God's call to become people of extravagant and indiscriminate love. People who see the dignity, the worth, and the value in all people and all things. People who strive to build places and a world where everyone, regardless of who they are, who they love, what's going on inside them, or what their story is, where they can belong just as they are. And so knowing that is where the Spirit is leading us, knowing that story is God's story, we've set out on our own exodus. A year ago we left what was safe, what was comfortable, what was familiar. And we listened to the cries and laments of friends who have been hurt and oppressed because of who they are and what they carry. We've asked some really tough and challenging questions. We've rumbled with a lot of stuff that's within us. We've mourned loss. We've celebrated movement. And we've been challenged and we've been inspired. And now, one year later, here we are. Everyone who calls Red Deer Lake home, everyone who finds in this community a connection with God, with each other, and with themselves, we're standing on the banks of a river, looking ahead to the place where God is calling us to go. And we're asking if we are ready and willing to boldly step into that call and invitation to be new kinds of people living in a new kind of world in a new kind of way. A way where God's extravagant and indiscriminate love shapes everything we are and everything that we do. So my friends, as we gather to do that, I'll leave you with this. And then I need to leave it up to you because this is your call to answer. Take care that you do not forget who you are, where you've come from, and why you're here. May you remember the story that you are a part of. May you remember that what we are about is being a part of what God is doing in this world and helping everyone and everything hear the good news that we get to hear on a daily basis. That you are loved just as you are. So as we cross this river, let's remember that we do this not just for those who are looking for a place to belong. And let's remember that we don't just do this for those of us here right now who can't be their true selves because they fear of how it will be received. But may we remember we do this because this is where our faith takes us. This is where love leads. This is what it means to be fans and followers of Jesus and build the kingdom. And let's do this crossing together, shall we? Because really, when you boil it down, what we're about to do after this, it's not a vote or decision of certitude. This is not something that we need to have our minds made up 100% about. This is more a decision and a vote of courage. It's a moment where we find the courage to say yes, just like Mary did many, many years ago. 
Because what lies ahead is scary. And for those of you who are scared of what may come, may you know you're not alone. But come with us. Cross with us. We need your questions. To those of you who are already halfway across the river, we need your leadership. Come with us. And for those of you who are still unsure what this is all about, come with us. May you have the courage to step out into that river and wade across, knowing that this is where God calls us to be. And all that we need to have, all that we need to bring with us is our willingness to surrender and say, God, this is what you're doing, this is what you're about, and this is what we need to do. So this morning, we continue our story. We continue the story of what God is doing in this world. We continue the story of what Jesus is all about. And we continue the story of Red Deer Lake United Church, a place that, since its very beginning, has been a place where anyone and everyone is welcome, wanted, and accepted. And that means those of you with doubts and questions and those of you who are just gang-busting and want to do this. And we do it together because that's who we are. And so one final time, and then we're going to sing and use that moment to reflect and get ready. My friends, may you remember, may you not forget who you are, where you've come from, and why you're here. And knowing that God is with us, knowing that Spirit is leading us all together, may you vote your conscience, May you vote with courage. May may you say yes to love. Amen.